Welcome to another intriguing episode of All Things Mysterious, the podcast where the realms of true crime, the supernatural, and the unexplained converge. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm Matt. We're ready to plunge into today's fascinating mysteries. Let's dive right in. I've got a true crime episode for you today, so we are going to talk about Caitlin Akins. I have no idea who that is. Caitlin Akins was born on September 2nd, 1996. This is actually a pretty recent, I'll even tell you it's a missing persons case. Kind of what I'm known for. Hold on, is this a recent missing person? Pretty recent. Okay, because I'm just looking at the, calculating the age here. And it's, I, I know it's how pretty you, recent. <laughs> I know how you like to throw stories about kids out there to me. No, she was an adult. Okay. She's an adult. Caitlin was raised in Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Her biological father left when she was just a toddler, um, but her mother, Lisa Sullivan, remarried when Caitlin was seven years old to a man named James Branton. Since her biological father left her and her younger sister, Gabby, when they were super young, Gabby, I believe, was just a baby, James was the only father figure that they ever really knew. So even after Lisa and James divorced six years later, Caitlin and James we're still really close. I'm sure you can understand that. A lot of people really can. So Caitlin was really smart. She was really motivated. She graduated high school at 16 years old, which is, I think that's a really cool thing to do. I don't know a lot of people who graduated that early. Um, impressive, but not Sheldon impressive. Correct. <laughs> not quite that cool. <laughs> And just after her 18th birthday, she decided to move in with her fiance, Amber, in Arizona. Keep in mind, she lives in Virginia, so this is a really big move. But her family was really supportive, and she was really close with her family. Really close. Her sister was her best friend. And while she was living in Arizona, she kept in constant contact with her family. She would call and text them all the time. Like, all, all the time. Her mom said that if she wasn't getting two or three phone calls a day, that wasn't normal. <laughs> so she was being annoying. I don't think that they would say annoying, <laughs> but maybe my mom can relate to that because, like, I'm really close to my mom and she can understand. <laughs> a while back, after her sister Gabby gave birth to a baby boy... Caitlin decided to come back home because not only did she want to meet her new nephew, she also needed her high school diploma because she was going to start cosmetology school. So they have this great thing called the mail. Yeah, but she also wanted to meet her nephew. Then why even throw the diploma in there? Because she was very insistent that she was going to grab it when she went with her. It's important. Just trust me on this. I never trust you. Of course you don't. Always ends in disappointment. <laughs> it's a true crime episode. Of course it ends in disappointment. I'm leading up to the fact that it ends in disappointment. Spoiler alert. I spoiled it before the episode began. <laughs> On December 5th, she met up with a bunch of friends to drink and play card games and it did not go as planned because unfortunately for her, things ended up getting a little bit sexual and she cheated on her fiance, Amber. But as far as we know, 
She didn't tell a single soul about it. Her family said nothing seemed any different. She was acting perfectly normal. Obviously, someone knew about it if it's coming out in the story. Yes. So eventually after, I'm going to jump ahead here a little bit. After her disappearance, her friends were questioned and it came out then. So we know later on that this happened. And I'm just throwing it into the story for timeline's sake and all that fun stuff. So she was scheduled to fly back to Arizona at 5.40 p.m. on December 5th. And her mom had to work that day. And since she worked an hour away or so, her, I'm going to call him her ex-stepdad, James, volunteered to take her to the airport because he worked later that day. He still worked about an hour away or so, but it was a lot easier for him to take her because her mom worked from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And so she really wasn't going to have any time to take her, but James could. Obviously, since she was really still close to him and they still had a really good relationship, nobody thought this was weird at all. Everybody was just like, oh, no, it's great that you're spending time together. This is wonderful. They all trusted James. They still had a really close relationship. So did Gabby. Like, everything was A-OK. At 9 o'clock that morning, her mom dropped Caitlin off at James's house. He told her that he had to work at 3 p.m. at the naval base that he worked at. Dogren Naval Base. I'm probably butchering that. So he would drop her off at the airport on his way in, and it would be about four hours before her flight, which is still significantly better than if her mom had, because she worked at 10 o'clock that morning, and it would be like a whole day of waiting. (laughs) I was just waiting for you to try to do the math on that. Not doing the math on that. We all know I can't do mathematics, okay? It's even worse than if I get involved with electronics. It's just not a good plan. Amen to that. Not doing math. (laughs) So because they're so close, of course, her mom was like, hey, text me when you get to the airport and text me when you get on the plane. And up until then, everything seemed to be going to plan just fine. Just before 2 p.m., both Lisa and James shared a couple of text messages. James said, I dropped Caitlin off. Lisa asked how traffic was, and James said, not bad. And another text message, I dropped her off at the Springfield Metro Station, She was going to take the metro to the airport since there's a stop off at Reagan. But Lisa said this was really odd. Caitlin did not know how to use the metro. And for any of us who have extreme anxiety, that's a red flag because she didn't know that mall at all, according to her family. And I mean, she grew up in the area and she didn't know how to use the metro. And your first time going anywhere on your own especially with luggage and everything else, I feel like that wouldn't be, like, the time to figure it out. I got a story about the Metro. Of course you do. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually the Metro, but when we went to, uh, we were in California, going up to uh, San Francisco. And they've got little trains going all the way from pretty much all surrounding towns into San Francisco. And you can't find anywhere to park in San Francisco. I believe that. So we had this bright idea that we were going to park in this little town that had a (laughs) subway, metro station, whatever you want to call it, transit, train. And then we're going to take the train up into San Francisco. (laughs) That's going to go well. Yeah. My ex and we had three kids with us. 
But you go through the, we pay the fee, go up the, because you pay, you go inside, you pay, go through the turnstiles, and then you go up to the platform where the trains actually come in. We did not know that the, you, there were certain sides you had to be on. Oh, no. Yeah. So we were on the wrong side. We watched as our train came in, pulled in, <laughs> and there was no way we were going to be able to go all the way downstairs, come around, and come back up by the time it left. So we had just watched it drive away. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Point of that story is, yes, metros can be very confusing. Well, but like, not unreasonable yeah. that she... I mean, it, it was fun. It was a new experience that, I, you know, coming from Joplin, Missouri, there's no such thing as public transit, pretty much. No, there's not. I see a taxi every now and then. That's as public as it really gets. I, you got the shuttle buses things, but... I forgot about the shuttle we have. Everybody does. <laughs> but it, it just, it's interesting. It was an experience. Not a good experience, but it was an experience. And I find it odd that, according to a lot of locals, there's also a mall that's 10 minutes from the airport that Caitlin would have been really familiar with. So it doesn't make sense for her to request to go to this mall, which is 10 miles from the airport that she's never been to, and then say that she's going to take the metro to the airport. There's just a lot of things about the story that, according to her family, which apparently know her pretty well, take that with a grain of salt, because you never truly know a person, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially considering she had her luggage with her. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, to be the uh, hypocritical, or not the hypocritical, whatever. Devil's advocate? Yeah, there we go. You know, I bet her friends and family also thought she wouldn't cheat on her fiancé, so. No, I'm right there with you, actually. But there's a lot of things that are going to come out still in the story. Right now, that's not suspicious yet, so. Dazzle me. So, at this point, it was around 3 p.m. Caitlin sent a text to her mom saying her phone was dying. She was at the airport. But here's the weird thing. She never made it to the airport, and James said that he dropped her off at the mall. So, things are getting a little bit suspicious. But at that point, Caitlin sent a text to Amber saying that she wouldn't be returning home that day because her plans had changed. And she wouldn't be able to be contacted right away. Amber couldn't get Caitlin to answer, so she called Lisa, which is her mom. And Lisa couldn't get Caitlin to answer either, so Lisa called James, the stepdad, trying to get some sort of answer because the only flight out that day to Arizona was the only was the one that Caitlin was supposed to take. So everyone's panicking because they're like, "What's happening?" So by the time that everybody was trying to figure out what was happening and getting a hold of Caitlin getting up there and all the driving, everything. This was way past when the flight was supposed to take off. And everyone's just confused. They're like, what is happening? Obviously, Caitlin, everyone's under the assumption that her phone had died. And James told everybody that he dropped her off at the Springfield Mall to kill time. But again, everyone knowing Caitlin said that this isn't something that they would that she would do. But then 
there were two more text messages sent from Caitlin. And I believe she sent them to Amber. She said, staying with a friend, I need some time alone. So you know how there are some people that text, people text differently in different styles. And I know Matt knows how I text because I'm probably one of the most annoying texters on the face of the planet. <laughs> I know what you're talking about 15% of the time. Not only that, but I text how I think. I'll text a sentence and then another sentence and then two more little bubbles, right? You'll have four or five or 20 texts in a row from me texts. And it's just a bunch of different texts in a row. Right. Yeah, and they're usually all separate thoughts. Oh, 100% all separate or, thoughts. Or my favorite is when <laughs> you'll have five messages. The first message will be about the one thing, and the last message will be about that, and then three messages in between are just something totally random. Completely separate, not unrelated, yes. And then I got to sit there and spend time trying to decipher <laughs> what's actually going on. To be fair, you do a really good job. Honestly, one of these days we're going to do an episode where I just read some of the text messages <laughs> you send. <laughs> Go ahead and out me, why don't you? <laughs> but anyway, I guess Caitlin did not type like that at all. Caitlin was that person who would text all in one giant bubble. Her thoughts all were just one giant, I'm going to say a thought bubble. And it was really weird to hear from her from two separate little text bubbles and the actual, I'm going to say grammar, didn't sound like her at all. And her family was like, this doesn't sound like Caitlin one little bit. And this will be important when other things are released later. So keep this in mind. Well, cause this, this isn't compelling to me either though. It will be when things come out later. Here, here's my thoughts on this. You can, how do I word this? Okay, so the people who read the text messages, they're already thinking something's wrong. So they're reading more into these text messages than that are actually there. Yes. Because here's the thing, like I'm a lot like that too. Like most of my text messages are long, like paragraphs of text. Yes, they are. But every once in a while, I'll text in little little bubbles like you do. It, it just it depends on a lot of different factors. Like if you go through my text messages, you'll either see long paragraphs or you'll know a bunch of little bubbles. Yeah, and that's true. And I agree with you. But going on something that you will find out later, I think it's important at the very least to take note of it. Noted. That's all that I'm asking. Take a take what, note of it. What am I noting? Just the change in how she, at the very least, assuming that it's Caitlin messaging, that it's very different from what she normally sends. Okay. So, at that point, shortly after, she sent a Facebook message to her fiance, Amber, saying that she cheated on her and couldn't come back. So, we all know police love to do this lovely thing where they're like, no, you can't file a missing persons report for 24 hours. That's not even true. It's anyways. not true at all. It is not true for the record. You can file a missing or persons, missing persons report immediately, even for an adult. Police don't like to do it, but you can, there is not a 24 hour waiting period. There is not. But that Monday, keep in mind, she went missing on Saturday. Her mom had enough. 
and she went to go sit down with the police in the county where she went missing and she was filling out the paperwork and apparently they took enough side of the situation but they found Caitlin's luggage 15 miles or so from the airport but only five miles from James's house it had been open and the way that it was situated appeared to have been thrown out of a vehicle it had a wheel broken off her clothes and diploma were missing but her money her phone charger and id were still inside that's weird it is weird that's i always thought that was very strange because like i can to an extent i can understand taking the clothes out of it in some theories that we discuss later, but like the diploma is really odd to me. I assume that the, why a lot of how this is being worded is that the stepfather is the prime suspect. Not immediately, but eventually yes. But not immediately. He was the last one to see her. At the very least, they last did focus on asking him a lot of questions just because he was the last one to see her. Last one. Tech. We don't know that for sure, though. He was the last one known no. to see her. But, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a little biased because I'm a stepfather, too. Yep. And I, obviously, I don't know this guy. And obviously, I'm speaking from my own experiences and stuff and how I am. But... You know, my stepson is basically my son. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to take a lot of evidence to push me to that other side. I got quite a bit for you. Because the suitcase thing, like, it just seems too... It's almost starting to feel like it's a setup almost. If if he was the last person to, if he did do have something to do with this, right? Why would he be almost so sloppy in it? Yeah, this is a really, this is a case that I've literally had. When Matt and I started this podcast, we had the list of four cases or so each that we wanted to cover. And this is one of the ones that I started with. And I've been waiting to do it for a while because I knew I wanted to do it just. Um, and there's just so many specific details that I wanted to make sure that I included. And this is one of those cases that there are so many tiny details that you have to include and you have to do the exact right way. It's just one of those, it all points to one specific person, but it's, the motive is just, there's not much motive behind any of it. And it's just a bizarre case to me. It's bizarre, which is one of those things that just, it gets me. I assume the police investigated him at some point. Oh yeah. And there's still a lot for me to go on to. I'm maybe yeah. halfway through this at this point. I know. And I'm just, I, you know how my mind is. Oh yeah. Which is uh, why I wanted to cover this because uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And to be honest, I've never heard this story before. Surprisingly. That so is this surprising. is all, this is all new to me, but it just, it's going to take a lot for me to 
and I will admit that's partly my own biases on it, but I'm also looking at it objectively. It's just nothing so far, at least so far, is compelling. There's me. still plenty, I assure you. All right, keep going, because I want you to change my mind. Just a few days after they found her luggage, they found a body, and it matched her description. And it was not very far away from the luggage. Obviously, her family waited with bated breath, but it was not Caitlin. Yeah, you exploded it when you said it was a missing person's case. I know, I know. <laughs> but this also leads to a different theory, so I wanted to make sure and include it. I think I already know the theory. They did helicopter searches. They did searches by foot to see if they could find any idea of where anybody went from there. Nothing. Nothing. No idea. They did video surveillance. They looked up all the video from where he dropped her off, which supposedly was at the JCPenney from that mall. And they could not find evidence at all that she was ever dropped off at that mall. Ever. They don't believe she was ever there. In their search, oh no, Matt's I, making a face. I got something on this. I don't remember the story. I don't. Re I just remember it was. It was an old man and his wife supposed to meet at a mall, right? She showed up, and she was waiting for him. Never showed up. She had the security and the police because he just disappeared. Had the security police. The police came and looked at the security footage. Security looked at the security footage. Didn't see any evidence of him ever going into the mall. So they suspected that he, something happened to him outside the mall. A few days or a few weeks or I don't know, however long it was. They actually found him in the corridors of the mall. Dead. I remember that. Yeah, you probably know what a kid. I don't remember the name of the case or who. I just yeah, remember that. Yeah, he got lost in the corridors. Yeah, because yeah, I think he had like dementia or he mm -hmm. was starting to get dementia or something which is why she panicked at first but my point is they looked through the security footage there too and didn't see him but wait there's more i stand by what i just said i'm sure that they did <laughs> so they also got her cell phone records and her phone never pinged anywhere near it Never. What about his phone? I'm getting to that. Oh. They started to obviously question all the family. Just, they, all, they had been. They'd been questioning all the family to see her behaviors, her patterns, anything like that. And he was always helpful. He was coming in anytime they asked him to. Never had any issues. But they asked him for a polygraph, and he agreed. But after he talked to his lawyer, he flipped a switch. I do not blame him at all for that. I don't either. But that's when things got weird for him. The second that they asked him for a polygraph, he said yes. And then he talked to his lawyer. And I don't blame him because I understand polygraphs, you can't use them in court. <clears throat> and I get this is fine. I understand. Okay. I do. You can't use them in court. After you get done talking about this, I'm going to go on a rant about polygraphs. We already know. Okay. We, I think we already know. But my point with this is that immediately after he started saying no, he got super cagey about everything. He wouldn't assist with the case. He wouldn't talk to them. He wouldn't talk to Lisa. He would not talk to 
anybody. And of course, that's when the police were like, okay, now you're a suspect because now you're being super freaking weird. So that's when they decided to get a warrant. And they got a warrant for all of the electronics in his house, including his phone. And they found out a few things. One, his phone is encrypted. To this day, they have never been able to access it or get inside of it. So he, you said at the beginning that he works on a military base. Is he in, is he in the military? No. What's he do on the base? Insurance. So he's, he works for the CIA. CIA Something like yeah. that. But regardless, that day, this was way further on in my spiel here, he never went back to work. He never went to work that day at all. Fun fact, he called in to work that day, never went in, never. So he actually never went to work that day for six more months. He just didn't have a job, found a completely different job and a whole different range of places to work later in a completely different territory, just completely different. And they, like I said, they still can't break into his phone. And they could tell, like, his text messages and stuff from his cell phone provider. But they can't break into it. Definitely works for the government in some aspect. You would think so. But how sketchy is that? So, playing devil's advocate again. There is definitely something going on there. I'm sorry, you don't work on the military base, just sell insurance. I get it, I do. But at the same time, he knows something. He has to know something. And then suddenly he's acting all cagey. See, and I I don't know, like, obviously the polygraph, I get that 100%. I don't care if I'm innocent. I would never agree to a polygraph because those things are so stupid. They are. They're not reliable. They are the worst possible thing that they've ever... And you know what you said about them not being admissible in court? Most of the time they are, which uh, is the problem. Yeah, um, it is and it isn't. It's a weird little fine line. It's not like... It is the worst piece of technology ever created. It's not accurate. It's not... It's stupid. So I, I understand that point. And I'm, I don't know for sure, obviously, because I don't know the guy. But I would bet money that he works for the government in some aspect. An encrypted phone, most people don't walk around with an encrypted phone. No. So. It's so sketchy. But there may be stuff that he just can't answer. About his job or what he does for the government. There might not be, but you would think that he would say something about that, but still try to answer stuff about Caitlin rather than just suddenly not helping with the investigation whatsoever if he's not guilty of something. Maybe he got orders from his superiors not to say anything. That's fair, but then suddenly he's just not helping with Caitlin's case whatsoever. Like I said, this is all speculation and all such, but if he is a government... Probably, honestly, a spy. Yeah, it's My, a really weird deal. But if he gets orders not to talk to the police anymore, regardless of what he's talking about... 
Yeah. He has to follow those orders. And something else that I read that's really weird, I guess most people ask for their things back after like, evidence is done with it. He never asked for a single thing back. Yeah, because he's probably, it's probably decoys anyways. Yeah, it's a really weird deal. I'm going to go with spy. Out of all the theories I've heard, go for it. That sounds... Obviously, if he's not arrested, they either don't have enough evidence or someone's protecting him. Yeah, and there's, it's not like they have a body. They can't do anything with that. Anyways, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. That's okay. That's pretty much all that we have at this point. She's just gone. We don't know if she ran away, and we don't know if she's hurt. We don't know if she's murdered. We don't know anything. Her family is freaking out because she's just gone. And then suddenly her stepdad that she was super close to all of her life is suddenly just like, yes, I will help with the investigation. I will help. I will do anything that I can to help get Caitlin back. And then suddenly, poof, I will not do anything to help. If I was him and I didn't have anything to do with it because I want to, but I would be trying to do everything I could to find her. See, that's how I feel about it too, but I don't know. I, and honestly... If I was going that route where I was going to find her myself, I probably wouldn't be helping the cops either. There's a lot of different angles you could take, and I get the parents. Like, It's weird to me that even the mom who divorced them, even though they're divorced, she still obviously lets him in her child's life. So and so she has to trust them in some aspect to be around her kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. So for her to flip so quickly, and obviously you telling in the story, it, it seemed like it, it could have been quite a lot quicker than it actually happened. But it seems like almost instantly she automatically started assuming that he was involved somehow. No, not really. She was okay. Like she thought he was just what happened. It was the cops that had more theories than she did. And it's... But it's the whole, like, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of weirdness in this one. It's very odd. Um, this case perplexes me just because there's so many things that just juxtapose everything else. She, and I'm wondering if there was technology on his phone or her phones that sent text messages out that said, hey, I'm here, hey, I'm not, like, I'm at the airport, you know? I don't dis- know. I have different theories on it. And there's a lot of other people that have different theories that I think are fairly relevant. Now here's my theory. He's a spy. She wants to get away from her life, start a new life. That's one of the theories, except minus the spy part. But that goes with one of the theories I have, which is that Caitlin is hiding from what she did or just wanted to start a new life. And James was helping her more or less hide. And he's keeping quiet to protect her. More or less. And that is assuming that he's on the good side of things. That is the only one that I have that assumes he's on the good side of things, to be honest. The rest of them do not have him on the good side of things because people just don't think that he is and to be completely honest with you I don't either but that's also just because my history of learning true crime just puts the people closest to you as the bad people 
Sorry, it's the truth. No. Um, and I'm not saying it's impossible that he's not involved somehow. I just... Obviously, I, I'm going to go to the grave that he's a spy. 110%. Yeah. What if that doesn't have anything to do with anything else? But he might be. Who and, knows? And it might not have anything to do with it. But, I mean... I still think that he knows something more than what he's saying. And he probably does. But... He has to know. The question is not if he knows something, but if he does know something, why is he not telling? Exactly. And most people, obviously most people's first instinct is that he's involved somehow in a bad way. That's my first instinct. And I get it. And mine, most of the time that's mine too. And maybe it's just because I'm a little biased on this one, or maybe it's just because I got to go take the opposite route of you. You always do. I know. That's your go-to thing. But most of the time I take the opposite because I actually believe in the opposite. This one I'm actually on the fence on, but I can see both sides of it. See, I can too because like, he helped raise her. So it's so hard for me to believe it. But at the How same long, time. When did he get together with her mom? How old uh, was she? I think she was like six. Oh, there, uh, there's no way he's involved. I'm sorry. She was seven. Still no way she's involved. Or, no way he's involved. I don't know. Okay, I guess there Look is a way, but... Watts. People are psychotic sometimes and just manage to hide it, but I don't know. Yeah, but even the ones that hid it for a while, they're, they're signs. You would... Th- yeah, there are signs, but at the it, same it, time, just what's the motive? I just want to know. Yeah. Like, where's the motive coming from? See, honestly, where? if he was involved, 110% the mom would know. Because there would be some kind of sign. Not that know what happened or anything, but there would no, be some No, but there would be of, some sort of sign, right? There would be some sort of, at very least, gut instinct, you would think. Yeah, there, there, was, there would be something that would have been off. Maybe she didn't notice it at the time. Looking back on it, it's something that... Yeah. Because it, it happens all the time, even with serial killers. Yep. At first, they go under the radar, but there's always some kind of sign that there's something off with them. Nobody goes, they can go under the radar, but looking back on it, you see a lot more. Speaking of serial killers, that's one of our theories. Some people believe that he's actually a serial killer. So remember the body that they found that they thought was Caitlin that was fairly close to his house? That I 100% am against. I believe you. And I am not super fond of the theory because it was one whole body and they found her and it was one. But yeah, and here's so, if he is a serial killer, one, he wouldn't be like, say he's killing people that look like his stepdaughter. Yeah, it just doesn't track for me. Yeah. It just really doesn't. But that was a theory notable enough that I was like, I'll throw it yeah. on here. Yeah. I'm, but I don't think it's all no, that. It's, I don't think it has that much. That's not even. And here's why because one thing about serial killers is they're very smart. Which how, he appears to be pretty dang smart. But how many serial killers leave bodies near their home? Exactly. I mean, it was still several miles away. Yeah. But at the same time, like, is that really? I just feel like that's yeah, I too don't, I don't. far of a reach. It is. And like I said, has the mom ever said that he was odd or any kind of? Nope. They just ended up not working out, which is fair. Sometimes that yeah. happens. No, obviously, I know that from first hand, but 
my thing is, if the mom hasn't spoken out and said, has she, has she ever spoken out saying that she thinks he's involved or? Not to my knowledge. That's the biggest clue right there. Because if she really thought that he was involved, do you think yeah. she'd be quiet about it? The only thing that I have heard from the family is that they think that he knows more than he's letting on. And it, I'm not saying he doesn't. But him knowing more doesn't necessarily mean that he's guilty in any way. Right. Now, the other theory, and this is the last theory that I really have, because the other ones more or less are the same theories with just a little bit of a tweak here and there. Some people believe that he is holding her hostage because of the clothes that are gone from the luggage. Now, I don't know why the diploma is gone. That doesn't make sense unless I'm maybe it was raining and it just maybe it blew away. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Maybe it wasn't in. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't in a frame or something. But if you did that, you wouldn't need your phone charger or your wallet and your ID. That's honestly the oddest part to me about this whole thing is that the clothes are missing, but there's money in the suitcase. Exactly. But also it doesn't, to me, it doesn't point to he's holding her captive. See, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense either, but that's the only thing that really put together with the luggage and the clothes being gone. But other people pointed out that she was so insistent that she have her diploma with her that maybe it was a bargaining chip. Look, I'll let you take this with you if you just come with me. Yeah, but if you're but in... still, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make almost any sense. Because if you're in a situation where you're about to be held captive for the rest of your life yeah. and murdered or even just held captive... But it also would make sense as to why they haven't found her body yet. Yeah, but you're not going to ask to take your diploma. No, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, to me, if it was me and I was going to be held hot captive, I'd ask for my cell phone charger. But at the same time, you're not also not going to be allowed a cell phone, probably. So. I'll make one. You would. I would just break it. <laughs> they would give you. If they, they allowed they, me to have one, they'd be like, it'll break anyway in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and it probably would, too. It would, it would break in a day. It's a miracle the one I have has lasted as long as it has. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I, I keep waiting for the day when you come into work and be like, my phone broke again. The last one I had lasted like seven years. It's a miracle. Yeah. It liked me. Yeah, but the one you got from work broke in two days. Was it two days? I, I don't know. I don't know. It was an iPhone. I didn't know how to work it. So I barely used it because I didn't know how. I know after you turned it in, they had to throw it away. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is just bizarre to me. And obviously, Caitlin's family really wants her back home. And we don't know if she just ran away, which is still a possibility. But at the same time, we're all pretty sure that James knows more than he's letting on, which maybe he is just being a good guy. Maybe he's just protecting her privacy the best way that he knows how, and maybe he's just being a douche about it. But he's just trying to protect her privacy and doesn't know how, but at the same time, if he was doing that, you would think that Caitlin would come out at the very least and just be like, listen, I'm not a missing person. I just want my privacy respected. Yeah, but if you're going to go so far to fake your disappearance. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense either because she used to call and text her mom and her sister several times a day. And that was call. The texts were constant, even when they were at work. So it's just unlike her to just go completely off the radar. 
Is it like her to cheat on her fiance though? No. So I mean, but at the same time, there are certain things that happen by accident, and there are certain things, habits that you can't break that quickly. My my point is, there's obviously something going on with her. At the, for her to cheat on her fiance, who I assume that she loved. Yeah, they had uh, been best friends since she was like 10 or 12 years old. I think maybe even younger than that. Someone who cheats is not just, it's not something that happens like after a long term, like it, the person, a cheater is a cheater. Yeah. And it's not something that just happens, but it does show that there's, there was definitely something going on yeah, with were, her. It wasn't the most. It was a complete accident. It was something that happened in the moment. And I guess they had talked about it after the cheating situation happened. And she was going to come clean. And she was going to talk to her fiancé about it. But it was just the weirdest thing. Yeah. That, now, granted, that is according to what her friends had said. That's obviously not according to what she said. We don't have anything, any records of what Caitlin actually said about it. Maybe it crushed her. Like, we don't know. I, I think there was something more going on with her that maybe her family and fiance didn't know. And that's entirely possible. If she wanted to disappear, she had every right to disappear. It's just really bizarre that she hasn't connected back to somebody because her sister was her best friend and she wanted so badly to know her nephew. Yeah. And then I don't she's know. just gone. The, the most, like, compelling evidence presented was the fact that the parent, you know, her mom hasn't came out and accused the stepdad of anything. Yeah, that says uh, a lot about their relationship and who she believed he was as a whole. Well, yeah, because she would know him best, especially around her daughter, their yeah. daughter. If she was coming out and saying that he did something, he was involved somehow, that, that would be the most compelling evidence that you could have. But the fact that she hasn't? No, I don't think so. I haven't seen anything along those lines. All I've seen is that they think that he knows more than what he's saying. But I don't think that they've outright accused him of anything. Yeah, and that, that's if they did. The fact that he, they think he's hiding something, but yet not saying that he's involved in any way. Yeah. That is, read the news. Oh, gosh, I know. Everyone's the, the first to blame somebody else. Yeah. Especially I am. family. I'll be the first to admit it. We could talk about the recent case up in Kansas City. Yeah. How long was it before articles started coming out that the family was accusing the guy of foul play? Instantly. Yeah. So I mean, it's, instant. It, it, it's easier to blame somebody that's close to it than it is to not. So yeah, the fact that the mom hasn't mm -hmm. came out—that's um, that almost tells me. Like I said, she would know. She would be probably the best one to know. She has the mother's instinct. Yeah. And mothers know. Then she may they not know. have known at the time, but she would have looking back on it. And I guarantee you she looked back on it as, as soon as this happened. Something is sketchy about the whole thing. I just don't know what to think about all of it. I'm but and my biggest thing is I just hope that she's found at some point or we figure out what happened. Just for her family's closure to me the easiest for the way he's acting he's a spy 110 percent i'm gonna Maybe double down is. on that 
maybe now why is he why is that prevented him from coming forward that's weird but there's definitely stuff we don't know going on there's gotta be but and who knows like i said him refusing to take a polygraph yeah, I don't no. find that abnormal. No. Abnormal in itself. Especially after, especially if he talked to a lawyer. No. Yeah, that in itself, I did not find weird no. at all. Because no good lawyer is gonna have their client agree to take a polygraph. Nope. And no. I'm, like I said earlier, I did not have any problem with that. No. I fully support it. Follow no. the advice of your attorney. Follow it. Yep. But. Oh. I think that's all that I have on this one today yeah that was a good one i actually like that one you're welcome lots of evidence on it but i'm gonna double down he was a spy all right according to matthew he was a spy or he still could be a spy i don't know maybe he still is i don't know i don't know what he does for a job now i didn't look that far if you are a spy please don't come murder me for revealing that you're a spy it's all just hearsay i'm on your side i'm on your side (laughs) (laughs) We don't have that many listeners yet. I think we'll probably be okay. It's when we get more famous. I think that we'll need to be concerned. I don't know. We've already pissed off a lot of people. That's fair. We have all of Russia at this point. That's all we need is the CIA to be mad at us. Good times. Good times. All right. That was a good one, though. All right. Thank you for joining us on this journey through all things mysterious. Your engagement is what makes this so rewarding for us. If you had enjoyed uncovering these mysteries with us, please show your support by liking, subscribing, and following us on your favorite listening platform. For more intriguing content and ways to stay connected, don't forget to check us out on our links in the description below. Your involvement is the key to unlocking more thrilling mysteries. As always, we keep you guessing. <laughs>